Right, Murrayville Baptist Church, it's good to be in the house of God tonight, isn't it? Wednesday night, the last Wednesday night of 2023. Right here we are. And I'm glad you're here. We're going to switch some things up on you tonight and uh, felt the direction of the Lord um, this past weekend. I'm excited about hearing from our very own brother Zach tonight. And there's no doubt about the, the Lord put him on my heart for him to speak to us and preach to us tonight. So y'all be much in prayer. We're going to have, we're going to sing after, and then we are going to pray after and offering after and all that regular service, but we're going to go right into the preaching tonight. So I want you to grab your Bible. Now, Brother Ron, if you don't mind, whenever that, oh, looky there. Good to see you, Sister Lynn. Yes, ma'am. I, mean, I know Brother Ron's glad to have his wife with him in church. This makes um, Listen, Brother Zach's fixing to preach. I want you to get in here behind him now. When he preaches and preaches the truth, you say amen, nod your head, maybe even smile. Can you imagine Baptists smiling at the preacher while they're preaching? That'd be amazing. I saw something this week that said a Baptist, a Baptist during church service and had furrowed brows and just some big old wrinkles up here. Smile at Brother Zach, pray for him as he preaches. Brother Charles Spurgeon said this, he said all the success that was had at the Metropolitan Baptist Tabernacle was, he was confident that God's blessing came through the prayers of God's people. And uh, so I want you to pray for this man of God tonight. And uh, pray that God would touch him. Bless him. He's going to preach to us. And then he's going to exit because he's got to get to a Crusaders for Christ Christmas party right next door. All right. So as soon as you're done, Brother Zach, you just go ahead and head on out there. I'm going to pray for Brother Zach. And let's get on into the preaching. Grab your Bible and uh, be looking to the Lord tonight. Father. Thank you for your grace, your mercy. Lord, we want to thank you for the privilege of being in the house of God tonight. Lord, and we ask, Lord, this evening that you would be pleased to glorify yourself in our presence through the preaching of the word of God. I ask you, Father, tonight that you would bless every song, everything said, Lord, that would honor Christ, honor uh, the, the, the precious darling Son of God. I pray tonight for Brother Zach, Lord, as he preaches, that your spirit would work in our hearts, that we would open our hearts to the word of God. And be not hearers only. God, help us to hear first off. And Lord, we want to hear. Father, but I pray in hearing, Lord, we'd be not hearers only of the word, but doers. Father, tonight, bless your man as he stands. Bless, follow the preaching of the word of God as the seed is sown. And I pray in one service tonight, not only would we see sowing. Not, Lord, Father, would we only see uh, the growth, but Father, would we see the increase. Help us, Lord, tonight. As we come to this last Wednesday night in the year, Father, help us to look back on what you've done in this year and glorify you and praise you for it. We ask you to meet in our heart according to your will and for your glory. Be with your man as he comes, Lord. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Brother Zach, come and preach for us. Amen. Yes, no, thank you, Brother Jay. You got my milk crate out. I'm real tall up here. I'm about on your level, in fact. Now, I want everybody to bear with me tonight because um, I had flu last week and so had some pretty bad congestion. It's still kind of carrying over. But hopefully we'll stay right here unless I start yelling if y'all fall asleep on me. So please uh, <laughs> don't do that. Now, um, tonight we're going to be talking about names. And we're going to be talking about God's names. God reveals himself to us in the Old Testament by many names. 
we might think of a few off the top of our head. In, uh, in the Psalms of David, he cry, David cries out to the Lord as Lord many times. Or we might think of just God or Jehovah. Tonight we're going to be focusing on that part, Jehovah. Our, now, I'm going, to, I'm going to go over lots of different things. We're going to be in lots of different places. So if you would, um, our guys up there in the sound booth, they stream all this. They work so hard. So come watch back and write down some of this stuff from Sermon Audio, YouTube, or Facebook. First, we're going to be in Genesis chapter 22. So if you would turn there with me. Very familiar passage here. It's Abraham. You know the story. Um, we're just going to read. We're going to start in uh, verse 1, chapter 20, 20, 22. And it came to pass after these things that God did tempt Abraham and said unto him, Abraham, and he said, Behold, here I am. And he said, Take now thy son, thine only son, Isaac, whom thou lovest, and get thee into the land of Moriah, and offer him there for a burnt offering upon one of the mountains, which I will tell thee of. And Abraham rose up early in the morning, and saddled his ass, and took two of his young men with him, and Isaac his son, and calf and clave, and clave the wood for the burnt offering, and rose up. And he went to the place, unto the place of which God had told him. And on the third day, Abraham lifted up his eyes, and saw the place afar off. And Abraham said unto his young men, Abide ye here with the ass, and I and the lad will go yonder and worship, and come again to you. And Abraham took the wood, of burnt offering and laid it and laid it upon Isaac his son and he took fire in both his hand and his knife and they went both of them together and Isaac spake unto Abraham his father and said my father and he said here am I my son and he said behold the fire and he said behold behold the fire and the wood but where is the lamb for a burnt offering and Abraham said, My son, God will provide himself a lamb for a burnt offering. So they went, both of them, together. Now, to save time, we're going to skip over a few verses. Verse 14 reads, So remember, Abraham tells his son, God's going to provide. We're going to skip to verse 14. And Abraham called the name of that place Jehovah-Jireh, as it is said to this day. In the mount of the Lord it shall be seen. Now, this is, of course, after the angel of the Lord comes um, up to Abraham, and he says, you ain't got to sacrifice your son. You ain't got to do it. And there's a ram stuck in a nearby thicket, and Abraham takes that, and he sacrifices it in his son Isaac's stead. Now, what I want to focus on is verse 14, Jehovah-Jireh. That's what Abraham names that part of the mountain. Now, what Jehovah-Jireh means in Hebrew is the Lord who provides. What did Abraham tell his son? He said, God's going to provide. Right. Now, I think if he told, he certainly didn't, you know, the first day that God told him to sacrifice his son, I don't think he went along and he was like, oh, sacrifice my son? Yeah, sure, no thing. Come on, Isaac, let's, let's sacrifice you. He was probably torn apart. He didn't want to sacrifice his son. 
He probably thought about it a whole lot too, and he prayed about it. Yeah. And I think he told he 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 knew what God was going to do. He knew He was going to provide, and that's what He told His son Isaac because that's what He knew in prayer. And so he calls this place Jehovah Jireh, the Lord who provides. Now, he, he does all this after. This is really like the end of um, this, because then it later talks about the Abrahamic covenant. Um, so he does this at the very end. He, he calls it Jehovah Jireh. And many times we, uh, we get in problems. Um, I was sick. In fact, you know, uh, I can take flu as an example. I was sick. I was... Um, I was congested, everything was hurting, and I was praying, this is terrible, I don't like this, take this away from me, Lord. And when I got better, it was uh, Sunday morning in Sunday school, Miss Amy was talking, and she said, many times we get caught up in our problems, and we say, Lord, please take this away from me, and he does. But then after, we completely forget about it. We just go on with life, we don't even thank him. But... For such a thing as sacrificing your own son, Abraham takes it a step up. He says, I'm not going to be thankful, but I'm going to name a place after this God that I serve who's provided for me so much. Now, our second name for God is going to be found in Judges chapter 6. So if you would turn there with me. When you get there, say amen, because some of y'all are quiet. I gotta get some amens. Amen. All right, Judges 6, we're gonna read just verse 24. Then Gideon built an altar there unto the Lord and called it Jehovah Shalom. Unto this day it is yet an Ophrah of the Abyssalites. Jehovah Shalom. So Gideon, he, um, if you're familiar with chapters 6 through 8 of Judges, Gideon's fighting the Midianites, a big army, and um, he's really wearisome right here. He's terrified because he doesn't want his army to go in and get destroyed by the Midianites. So what does he do? He builds an altar of comfort. He builds that and names it Jehovah Shalom, which means the Lord who gives peace. And he's inviting God down. Well, you can find God anywhere, but, you know, these altars here, they're a great place. They, really, they invite God into your heart. And for our, uh, our school's winter concert, I was really inspired by this. I don't know. You're talking about architectural changes. We might do this. I'm going to move. I want to move. And so I was all the way back here at this concert, and this was at a Presbyterian church. It was called Westminster Presbyterian Church, and I loved the way they had their... Uh, in between the pews set up. You, I start, because I started walking, and uh, it was going down. It, it went down to the altar. So the second you step out of the pew, you're pulled to the altar. You're drawn in. You're, you're really invited. And um, I was like, wow, this is great. And so this was a place of invitation where Gideon got peace from God. He found peace. Our third name is in Exodus. Exodus chapter 15, if you would turn. Exodus chapter 15. Now, Exodus. What's Exodus? It's Moses. Exodus, the word itself means 
for a group of people to move from one place to another. And that's what happens in Exodus. Um, and in this part, we're going to read verse 26. Moses has went into Egypt, and he's gotten with the Israelites, and they've left Egypt. They crossed the Red Sea. They just actually crossed the Red Sea. And they've been in there for at least three days, according to uh, verse 22. They're miserable. In verse 22, it says they, um, they had no water for three days, a whole group. So I'm sure some of them are probably sick. They're probably plagued with disease. And um, in verse 26, this is God talking to Moses, and said, If thou wilt diligently hearken to the voice of the Lord thy God, and wilt do which, and will do that which is right in his sight, and wilt give ear to his commandments, and keep all his statutes, I will put none of these diseases upon thee, which I have brought upon the Egyptians, for I am the Lord that healeth thee. And so the Lord right here, he says, he says, look, I've really plagued the Egyptians. I gave them, I turned their blood to water. I gave them pests, locusts. I've, like, um, the firstborn of every house was killed. And he said, you, you have turned away from me. That's why you were enslaved. That was like their punishment. Because the Jewish people, they, um, throughout their history, they've had a tendency to go astray from God, go to false gods, and then they come running back to God, say, Lord, please save us. And he does every time because he's a faithful God. And um, the Lord says, I am the Lord that healeth thee. He tells him. And later on, we're going to talk about this. I think this really inspired Moses. And the Hebrew name, if you have a study Bible, you might see in the margins, its name is Jehovah Rephekah, the Lord that heals, because he does. He sure does. Our next name of God is going to be in Jeremiah. Jeremiah chapter 23, please. I like Jeremiah. Anybody else like Jeremiah? I have a good bookmark from Jeremiah 17, verse 7. All right. Say amen when you're there. Jeremiah 23. Okay. Brother Ron's a fast. <laughs> we need some uh, Bible sword drills. Y'all ever done that? That's fun. All right. Jeremiah 23, verse 6. In his days, Judah shall be saved, and Israel shall dwell safely. And this is his name whereby he shall be called, the Lord our righteousness. Now, I'm not going to talk a whole lot about the context here, but what we're trying to focus on is the Lord our righteous, which, again, if you have a Bible in the margins, it will in Hebrew say Jehovah Sidkenu, which means the Lord our righteous. Now, if we know from basic Christian theology, if the Lord's righteous, the Father, what does that mean? It means the Son's righteous. And we, we know that because he lived a perfect, he lived a perfect life. That's why he was, that's why he was uh, the perfect atonement for our sins. And we can look to Jesus and his teachings and how he lived, how he taught directly, the parables he wrote. I really like parables. And um, everything that he taught. And we can learn from that. And later, I'm also going to talk about this. We can get lots of information from the things he did because he was righteous. He was perfect. See, no, I'll talk about that later. I'll talk about that later. Y'all are going to have to wait. 
All right, Ezekiel. Ezekiel is our fifth. This is going to be our fifth name for God. Ezekiel 48. So, so far we've had Jehovah Jireh, which means the Lord who provides. We've had Jehovah Shalom, the Lord who gives peace. Jehovah Rapheka, the Lord who heals. And Jehovah Sidkenu, the Lord our righteous. So that's four names for Jesus, or for God, you can use right here. Four names. And I encourage you, you can use these in your prayer. I'm, I'm going to actually demonstrate a prayer when we get done of how you can, you can use these names. Now, Ezekiel 48. We're going to read the very last verse. It's talking about a city. Verse 35. It was round about 18,000 measures. I don't know what a measure is, but there's 18,000 of them. <laughs> and the name of the city from that day shall be, The Lord is there. Now, I've been giving you Hebrew names, and I'm going to let you down. The Hebrew name for the Lord is there, again, if you have a study Bible, it's probably here, is Jehovah Shema. And that means the Lord who is there. Now, the Lord's always there, and he's not just there. See, you can, you can have something that's there, but is it really there? Is it like, can you see it? Does it do stuff? Does it act? And that's what the Lord does, because he's a provider. He's a peacemaker, he's a healer, he's a righteous God, and he's there. He's there as that God that you pray to and that you worship. Our sixth name for God is going to be in Exodus. We're going back to Exodus. Now remember, Exodus uh, 17. Exodus 17. Now, remember, we had already been in Exodus earlier. Anybody remember? Does anybody remember what name of God we were talking about in Exodus? Anybody? Jehovah Rapheka, the Lord who heals. That's what we were in Exodus with. And that was God talking to Moses. And remember I talked about inspiration? That's right here. See, God, is God was earlier talking to Moses, and he was telling him, I'm the God who heals. And Moses is thinking about this, and he's wrote it. He sure has. Chapter 17, verse 15. And Moses built an altar, another altar building, and called the name of it Jehovah Nissi. For he said, because the Lord hath sworn that the Lord will have war with Amalek from generation to generation. Now, what does Jehovah Nissi mean? It means the Lord our banner because talks about war banner what's a banner it's it's what you fight for it's what you fight with it's something it's a colorful flag that pushes on with you that that you go behind that you fight for that it brings that brings spirit it brings um, it's an important thing for morale in war and what's what's the Murrayville banner I guess that's our banner and uh, you know there's always someone every Sunday who gets up at this pulpit and they preach behind that banner. So I'm, I'm sure most of you are pretty familiar with it. And that's, that's what we associate our group with, the banner. You, you see that banner, it says Murrayville Baptist Church. What do you think? Maybe you think about God when you look at that. Maybe you think about uh, Brother Jay when you look at it. There's lots of things you can associate sure. that banner with. And you can associate God's banner with being a provider, 
a peacemaker, a healer, a righteous God, and a God who's there. Our last name for God, our seventh name. So, so far we've got Jehovah Jireh, the Lord who provides, Jehovah Shalom, the Lord who gives peace, Jehovah Rapheka, the Lord who heals, Jehovah Sidkenu, the Lord our righteous, Jehovah Shema, the Lord who is there, and Jehovah Nissi, the Lord our banner. Our last one is also going to be in Exodus. Exodus 31. And remember when I was talking about Jehovah Tzidkenu, the Lord our righteous, and how Jesus is righteous because he's also the Father, because they're the Trinity? Well, listen to this. Exodus 31, verse 13. Speak thou also unto the children of Israel, saying, Verily my Sabbaths ye shall keep, for it is a sign between me and you throughout your generations, that ye may know that I am the Lord that doth sanctify you. Sanctify by who? Well, there's three parts. The Holy Trinity. There's three, three parts. First, you have the, what does the Father do? He, he creates. He makes us. He makes mankind. He makes the planet. He makes the animals. Like Brother Terry here. <laughs> Second is the sun. What does the sun do? I had to make y'all laugh. What does the sun do? He redeems. He comes down and he's a sacrifice. You know, and he died upon the tree. And he's made by the Father and given to us as the Redeemer. And third, the Holy Spirit or the Holy Ghost. What does that do? The Holy Ghost changes you. Once you're saved, you're changed by the Holy Ghost. And the Holy Ghost will show you scripture in the New Testament of Jesus, his teachings. And that's what sanctifies you, that, that shows you his teachings, his parables. It shows you how to interpret them, how to take uh, this and you can get this out of it, or you can get this out of it. And Jehovah Sidkenu, the Lord righteous, it connects with the Lord who sanctifies, which I'm gonna try. The Hebrew name for the Lord who sanctifies, which is if, if you have your uh, study Bible here in the margins, it might say it. Jehovah Mekadishkum. Jehovah Mekadishkum. That's the Lord who sanctifies. And I wouldn't really say the Father sanctifies. I would more say the Holy Ghost sanctifies because the Holy Ghost will show you good scripture and you get into it and you can study it and you can take out of it and that can help you. So, I'll go over all of them one more time. Jehovah Jireh, the Lord who provides. Sometimes, you know, we pray during our problems, and the Lord provides for us, but we don't always be thankful after that. But Abraham was, because he built a whole altar. He, well, he didn't build, excuse me, he didn't build an altar. I'm getting so confused with these altars. He didn't build an altar. He named that part of the mountain Jehovah Jireh, the Lord who provides. Jehovah Shalom. The Lord gives peace. God said to Moses, he said, I, wait, no, hold up, that's the wrong one, never mind. <laughs> Gideon, Gideon was scared, here's the altar. Gideon built an altar because he was scared. He was terrified of the Midianites. And that altar brought him comfort. 
because he knew he was inviting God down to that altar. And that gave him peace because Jehovah Shalom, the Lord who gives peace. Our third name, Jehovah Rapheka, the Lord who heals. Okay, this one, God told Moses, he said, I am the Lord who heals. This, I think, inspired Moses to write later on that the Lord is um, our banner, our representation. But I'll get to that in a moment. So the Lord heals. He, um, he said, you know, I could have used what I used in the plagues. I could have used it against you. You guys, you're really suffering right now out here in this wilderness. But I'm going to heal you. I'm going to be with you. Our fourth is Jehovah Sidkenu, the Lord our righteous. That connects to our last, Jehovah Mekadishkam, the Lord who sanctifies. Because the Lord's righteous, which means the Son is, of course, righteous, because he's a pure sacrifice. Jehovah Shema, sixth. No, fifth. No, fifth. <laughs> Jehovah Shema, the Lord who is there. He's there. And he is the provider, the peacemaker, the healer, and the righteous God. Yes. The Lord, our banner, our sixth, Jehovah Nissi. This is, I think, I, I really do think, inspired by Moses, because it, it's two chapters later, so it was written later. Moses, after God tells him, I'm your healer, Moses says, yes, you are, and you're also our banner. You're our representation. You are what we fight for, what we love, what we devout, um, what we give our lives to. That's who you are. And our seventh, seventh, I'm holding up seven, seven, is Jehovah Mekadishkam, the Lord who sanctifies. Sanctifies through the Holy Ghost. Like I said, the Father, creation, the Son, redemption, the Holy Ghost, changing, transform transformation, to change, to sanctify, to make holy from the teachings of God. Now, how can you apply this? You can pray. You yes. can say, Lord, I know your provider. Yes. Provide, Lord, please. But don't, don't just ask for to be provided for. If you need something, you know, he's going to provide. But really focus on being thankful after that. I'm not telling you to build an altar or to name a mountain after it, but just say a quick prayer. Say, Lord, thank you for that. Thank you. Yeah, sure. yes. Jehovah Shalom, the Lord who gives peace. You're in a time. I ain't saying you got to build an altar again, but I mean, if you want to. Wood's pretty expensive now, though. So, But the Lord gives peace. Just say a quick prayer, prayer of peace. Jehovah Rapheka, the Lord who heals. You're sick. Ask for Ask to be healed. It's, it's simple, simple things, simple things. Jehovah said, Canoe, the Lord our righteous. Jesus is righteous. He's perfect. Amen. And he right. teaches us how to live a perfect life. Yeah. Of course, we're never going to live a perfect life yeah. because we're not Jesus. We're humans. Yeah. And he, he's human, but he's also divine. Yeah. He's fully human, Amen. fully divine, which is what makes him the perfect sacrifice for our sins. Amen. Jehovah Shema, the Lord who is there. He's there. You know he's there. You can pray and say, Lord, I know you're here with me. I may not see you. I may not smell you. I, I may not be able yes. to touch you. And I can't hear you. But I know you're here, Lord. Hey. Jehovah Nissi, the Lord our banner. What's a banner? 
It's something that represents you, Lord. Lord, you, you represent me. You represent us. I want you to shine through me. I want to be in public and someone say, they're different. Not even know you're Christian. Say, they're different. They're nicer than most people. You know, they just picked up that thing for that person. They are, they're kind. They're something special. That's Lord as a banner showing through you. And our last one, Jehovah Mekadishkam, the Lord who sanctifies. Like I said on Jehovah Tzidkanu, you can pray and you can study. Study this. Yes. It's, it's simple to just, and even if your, your interpretation of a text may not be politically correct or uh, expertise, yeah. but it works in your heart. Amen. And so if you get in this word, then you can, you can take a lot out of it. Hey. And uh, that's all I got, Brother Amen. Jay, if you want to get back up here. Here, I got my, I got my, I got, I still got my milk crate up here. So That's good. You might, you might want That's all right. God bless you, buddy. Appreciate you, preacher. Amen. Thank you so much, man. You get in there and enjoy that Christmas party tonight, all right? I want you to go enjoy that. How about that, church? Amen. Now, I want to tell you something. I've heard a lot of men, a lot of men, a lot of men try to get through the names of God, and none of them have ever done that in 27 minutes. It takes years to develop. We've heard more tonight than what some aged men have been able to put out in teaching and preaching the Word of God. I'm grateful for that tonight. Thank you, Brother Zach. And uh, I want to tell you something. I'm, I'm grateful. My goodness. Jehovah Shalom. Jehovah Jireh. Jehovah Rapha. Jehovah Sedek. Jehovah Shimon. Jehovah Nisi. Jehovah Kaldash. I'm telling you, I was writing as quick as he was preaching tonight. Thank you, Brother Zach. What he was saying to us is, is God is active in every avenue of his name. It's his character. It's who he is. So God gives peace to his children. The God who gives peace, Jehovah Shalom. Peace that passeth, passeth all understanding. All understanding. Jehovah Jireh. And that was peace that God gave in that situation that he preached to us about. There's no reason he should have had peace, Brother Tim. No reason he should have had peace. But because God is a God who gives peace, that's his name. And that's what he's actively doing in your life. I'm not going to preach after Brother Zach preached, but man, I'm telling you, I want to. <laughs> Jehovah Jireh, the God who provides. You know what he's doing in your life right now? He's providing in your life. If you're his, he's providing in his, because his very name, I want to share something with you here in just a minute. The Lord that healeth, he does that. The Lord of righteousness, that's who he is. The Lord is there, his presence has never left us. The Lord, our banner. Jehovah Kaldash, the Lord who sanctifies. He's actively sanctifying you in your life tonight. That's what he's doing. He's active in that. And when it gets a hold of us, this word that Brother Zach preached tonight, his name, his name is so holy in the many names that he has, but the Lord has exalted his word above his name. I want you to think on that for a little while tonight. If you want God, if you want to see God do something and learn more about God and learn how to walk with the Lord, you'll get in this book. And every name that Brother Zach has given us 
you'll see God active in his very name. And he's so exalted his word above his name. If you'll get in this book, you'll start to see things happen in your life. I promise you, I promise you, get in this book and meet and introduce, let Christ introduce himself to you. This is Christ he preached to us about tonight. This is the Lord Jesus Christ. Be grateful that God's giving peace in your life. Be grateful that God is providing in your life. Be grateful that God is healing in your life. Be grateful that the Lord's righteousness has been applied in your life. Be grateful that He is your banner, your supporter, your everything, your, 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 your testimony going public to the world. It's the Lord. It's not my banner. I'm not waving a banner over here. The Lord is our banner. I don't, Brother Terry, I told Brother Terry this was my, this was my soapbox tonight. He's, he's going to get up on my soapbox. But I have no soapbox to get on tonight. The Lord is my banner. The Lord is my banner. The Lord who sanctifies, he's actively doing that in, in our life. You say, Brother Jay, what is the Lord doing in my life? I feel like he's doing nothing. I promise you, hear me tonight. If you're saved and in this building and can hear my voice, I promise you, the Lord, and we know that all things work together for good for them who love God and are called according to his purpose. For whom he did foreknow, he also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of of his dear son. You say I just don't know if the Lord's that active in my life. I promise you. I promise you if you're his. He is forming you. Into the image of his dear son. That may be through struggle. That may be through pain. That may be through health issues. You see because Paul said. That I may know him. The power of his resurrection. The fellowship of his suffering. Being made conformable unto his death. The Lord will invite us in to suffering. He'll invite us in to struggle. He will allow some things. Let me tell you something, church. God's allowings in the life of his children are just as divine as his doings. Just as divine. Just as orchestrated. Now, nobody's going to take that away from me out of, out, out of this book right here. God's allowings and things he's allowed to transpire in your life are just as divine and just as allowed and just as orchestrated as his doings. You can trust. You can trust that he's active in your life informing you to the image of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's what he's doing. Will I ever get there? Not in this life until we get in our glorified body. <clears throat> but if you notice something about the old saints of God, and I'm done. Sister, just play softly for us tonight. Have you noticed something about the old saints of God? When you look at them, Brother Tim, there's just not much of them left. Forming you. 
What Brother Zach told us about, about the character and the names of God and the activity of God in your life, God's just knocking chips of you off. That's why you see old timers that's just got a real spirit of Christ about them, brother. Your daddy, before he made the crossing. Old timers that I knew that have walked a lifetime, brother Tim, and suffered and struggled and had to help have the Jehovah that heals, the Jehovah that sanctifies, the Jehovah that provides. On and on and on and on and on. God just knocking off chips, chips of our life. Let me share this with you. And we may just pray. But I want to say this. That text, Jacob have I loved, Esau that have I hated. Now, of course, that scripture for us in our culture these days, it means something different than the way we understand love and hate. However, what was the way that God's hatred, if you'll have it, we'll use the Bible word. I'd, I'd love to preach on that soon. But what was the way that God's hatred was manifested in Esau's life? Get this. God never disciplined Esau. you think on that tonight. Jacob have I loved, Esau have I hated. The way that God manifested that in Esau's life, that hatred, was that he never disciplined Esau. He never interjected himself into Esau's life. Say, Brother Jay, I'm suffering. I'm going through something that you can't imagine. Those whom I love, do I rebuke and chasten. Man, just so much went on through, through my mind as Brother Zach was preaching tonight. If your God's, he will interject himself into your life. Now to a sinner, he's a gentleman, Brother Tim. I love this. I, I'm going to try not to preach tonight. To a sinner, he will, he may not pass this way again. There's no guarantee, Brother Marty. That the Lord, that a, that a sinner will get another chance to make things right with God. And the Lord's a gentleman. If a sinner says no to him, Brother Barry, if a sinner says no, that's why we song, Pass me not, O gentle Savior. But if you're his, he ain't going nowhere, Sister Sue. And I promise you, by divine providential power he will interject himself in your life whether that be through pain we've had a lot of people hurt just in the time I've been here brother Terry a lot of people go through some things sickness hurt a crushed spirit a crushed heart they don't know why emotional distress mental anxiety suffering issues why should it be thus God 
will interject himself in your life and will form you to the image of Jesus Christ. I told you, church, when I came here, I feel like to some degree that God had isolated me for a period of my life in ministry. I felt so all alone. And I've thought on that so many times as Brother Zach was going through this name of Jehovah, God who provides, God who heals, God who never leaves, God who's present, on and on and on. I thought and have thought so many times, why did this isolation have to take place? Why did this have to happen? That have to happen? Why, did, why have I been through this? Why am I going through this? Why is... Has there ever been a more isolated individual in all of eternity past than the isolation, Brother Terry, that Jesus Christ experienced on the cross of Calvary? So don't think if God allowed His Son, Brother Ron, to be isolated on the cross of Calvary as He was doing the will of the Father, that as God is forming Christ in our members, that there's not going to be some isolation, some pain, some suffering, some issues. <laughs> Jehovah Shimon, the Lord is there. I'm telling you, church, it don't get no better than what we got tonight. It just doesn't get any better. We, we, we've got all we need. We've got the promise that He will provide. We've got it. Now, up on the mountain, I was probably 17 years old. I was probably 17 years old. Brother Vickers, I was concerned about provision in my life. I was getting to that point. What am I going to do? And I mean, what am I going to do for work? Brother Jack, I mean, dad's worked. But I mean, how am I going to eat? How am I going to get a roof over my head? Now, this is for believers only. And listen, I'm not preaching my experience is truth or not. If it wasn't in this word, I wouldn't preach it. I'm just telling you, don't preach to me your experience. Preach to me the truth tonight. But I was up on a mountain one evening, my place of prayer, my sacred place where the Lord called me to preach, that I, that I was aware of the call of God to preach on my life, God's ownership. I was praying, Lord, I don't know what to do. I don't know what the future is. Now, God didn't speak to me audibly, but it was louder than that. You understand? You ever been there? I said, son, I'm going to take care of you. Now, if you've ever been burdened about the future and what's going to happen, and the Lord gives you some relief, I want to tell you something. I'm 33 now. I was 17 then. And I want to report to you. 
he's taken care of me. I've not missed a meal. Not one moment. Because he's Jehovah. And he's promised his children. The moment that we understand that Christ is everything that we need and that the promises of provision and the things in life are rudimentary. I'm telling you, you get it all when you get Jesus. If you're His, He's going to take care of you you might as well quit wondering how you're going to make it through. As far as he's concerned, you've done made it. He ain't never promised. And he ain't going to start with you. I want to tell you something. I may be acting calm right now, but I could take a lap around this church tonight. Shouting and appraising God. There's some things we didn't know how we were going to get through. Some of y'all don't even know this. Miscarriage. Had a miscarriage over the past year and a half. I forget how many months exactly it's been, baby. It's, not, it's important, but it's not important to what I'm saying. I get alone and I just weep. I never understood that pain. I never understood that pain. And it's hard to express that, but Leo, but we hurt. Not as bad as some has hurt inside this building, but we hurt. But I stand here tonight and he brought us through. And not only brought us through, Brother Tim, but he's formed us more and he's drawn us closer. And he's been more precious to us. And we lean more on him now than we did before. Your pain is on purpose. Your suffering is set up. And He is with you tonight because He is Jehovah. Go to Brother Zach and encourage him, encourage him tonight. He's encouraged you, preacher, and I. Man, I thank the Lord. This is what I needed to close out a Wednesday night service. I felt the Lord wanted us to have Brother Zach tonight. Just going through these names, the Lord working in my heart as he did, and I, I'm grateful for it. What I want us to do is I want us to go ahead and gather in right here in a moment, and we're going to pray. But Terry... Musicians, 
Thank y'all so much, but we may not sing one tonight. My, my, my. So much. So much. Here's what we're going to do. I want you to share your burdens privately. You can share them with me. You can share them with others. Let's, let's get them on the list somehow after we pray. And we're going to take those home with us and pray over those on Sunday. But I feel like we need to pray right now. I feel like we need to pray. I feel like we need to gather around just for a minute and thank the Lord for taking care of us in 2023. Some of you didn't know how you were going to make it. Here you said. Here you said. 